The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Warning. This episode contains foul language, ghosts, curses, themed restaurants, and is definitely not sponsored by the FDA. To keep it weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we get to sit down with a friend and chat about something weird. And this is part two of our food episode. My name is Ashley, and I am joined once again by my sweetest pie co-host Lauren and one of my oldest and dearest friends, Natalie who had a lot of fun with her research this week. Natalie is bringing us some of the wackiest, strangest, dumbest, and most haunted restaurants in the United States. If you love getting spooky or have a food-oriented fetish, this episode is for you. And after that, I will be bringing you some absolutely Bananas Foster food conspiracies. Honestly, I thought that this would be a tough week for me research-wise, but there is an abundance. Some scary, some silly, and some have even turned out to be 100% true. Make sure you tune in next week. Lauren and I are sitting down, just the two of us, and we are going to be talking about some lesser known serial killers. That's right. It is a true crime episode. We don't have a lot of those. Um, and we're very excited to share that with you. It's already been recorded. It's a lot of fun. If you're not totally sick of listening to me after this episode, head on over to the Movies That Made Us Gay podcast to hear me chat about one of my all-time favorite movies, Death Becomes Her. Movies That Made Us Gay is a hilarious new podcast hosted by very good friends of the show, Scott and Pete, who you've heard multiple times on Keep It Weird. Um, Scott came on to talk about dolls in our first season, and Scott, along with Pete, came on earlier this year to chat about urban legends. We had a total blast watching and discussing the film, and I think you'll have a blast listening to it. So check them out on iTunes or Spotify. All right, I'm hungry. So get out your roadmaps and have your tinfoil hats ready, and let's dig in. Now we are moving on to weird restaurants and haunted restaurants. The yeah. strange restaurants. Yeah, I have. A, I 
decided to go two categories. One is just weird in general or unique, and then like some haunted, sure. like strange haunted. Yeah, ones. let's talk about the weird so, and unique one. <clears throat> I'm excited. While we were kind of on the theme of oversized portions, there <laughs> is a restaurant in Las Vegas called the Heart Attack Grill. No, Which um, is it like, is basically. Okay. I mean, it's that's just that's it just throws it right out there. Yeah, like we're it's awful, like, and it's like the um, it's all hospital themed. It's oh, all oh. like the waitresses are dressed up as nurses. Mm, you order okay. your prescription, oh. like prescription. You know, they just drink. went all out on the hospital. I could get on theme. board with that. <clears throat> in a bar for only a bar like yeah. saying like what here's your prescription and yeah. it's a cocktail but it weirds me out to mix hospital and food but yeah continue. you know and it just says it makes a point serving food that is high in fat sugar and cholesterol and in other words food that if eaten regularly will cause, will a, cause heart a heart attack. attack so you know there's I don't that. like it <laughs> just some of the menu items they have you know of course like double qu- triple quadruple burgers but apparently they have an octuple burger which you know who ate why eight patties how how does that fit in your mouth i don't i don't even know if you're over 350 pounds they have a scale you eat for free you're kidding me this is in las vegas (laughs) yeah is this on the strip i don't know if this is horrible it says this is terrible um it's got to be well, there was like a former one, I guess, somewhere else. But it, I mean, I'm assuming it's close. That makes me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> that makes isn't, it just, isn't it just ridiculous? I don't like it. They reward people who finish, you know, like big portion sizes, like a double or a quadruple or like a triple or a quadruple burger. They like wheel them out on a wheelchair to their car. This like they so just gross. went all out. This is why All people out. hate Americans. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is just this restaurant. I know. Just, I'm just like ha 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 ha. But I'm also so not, unhealthy. But we're also, so fat. I'm not saying that I wouldn't eat there. I'd eat there. <laughs> I would eat there. I wouldn't yeah. get the octuple. I would yeah. go to like try it out. But I hate yeah. the whole. I don't like the whole. If you're 350 pounds or yeah. more, you eat for free or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Like you should not be rewarded yeah, for an unhealthy lifestyle. Crazy. There was just a notable. The restaurant spokesperson weighed 575 pounds. Oh, my God. Uh, he died in 2011. Of in what? 2000, oh. <laughs> Complications of pneumonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really health, a health reason. <laughs> a health reason. Yeah. Oh, your um, health wasn't good? Apparently, in uh, 2012, someone had a heart attack like while eating a burger there. I mean, I feel like the, they're just all of these things are just going to happen. Yeah, yeah you're like, asking for You call for yourself it. the heart attack grill. Like, you're just Ugh. kind of asking for I it. feel like that so, happened and they were like, this is great press. They're like yeah, uh, Bill Murray sure. and Scrooge where it's like mm-hmm. a woman had a heart attack <gasps> while watching your ad and he's like, awesome. He's like, great. That's what we're looking All right, for. So here we go. The quadruple bypass burger has 9,982 calories. What? You shouldn't even be eating that in, in like, like a, a couple week. of days. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like over, for serious. Over I mean, it consists of four half pound beef patties Holy fuck. 20 strips of bacon, eight slices of American cheese, a whole tomato, and half an onion Mm. served on a bun coated with lard. No. Oh, my gosh. 
That like makes my heart hurt. I, think I know. I'm like, am I having a heart attack? <laughs> like, I'm having a burger for lunch today. I've decided it. I want a burger for lunch. Yeah, burger sounds good, but a normal size. But even after eating like a normal size burger, normal size fries, I'm like, oof. That was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, can't do that again for a no. week or two. No, so no, I can't no. imagine eating 9,000 calories. 9,000 calories. Yeah. That is insane. No, you shouldn't be having that in one sitting. You shouldn't be having that in a day. You should no. be having that in two days. Like, oh no. my gosh. That's insane. So crazy. But um, on a happier note, there is a there are two Tim Burton theme restaurants. I see. I'm happy That's with cool. that. Yeah. One is here in Los Angeles. I've somewhere. been to that one. Oh my I think God, it's in Hollywood. So I believe. Yeah. What is it? Beetle. Beetle House. Beetle House. B e e t e l e. I think that's the one that I've been to. I was very intoxicated, but I'm pretty sure I was in yeah. Hollywood when I was there. Uh, Maybe you were just so drunk they took you, you to a regular bar and you, you were, were like, in a "Guys, we're in a Tim Burton bar. There's <laughs> Beetlejuice on the walls." They're like, no, it's just a guy in a striped jacket, actually. But. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Apparently, there's also one in New York City. Fun. This is what Zach Neal has to say. He's the creator and CEO. The idea was simple. Create a space where people who love Halloween, horror films, and gothic dark music can gather together for a meal what? and drinks. Me? I know. It's just amazing. <laughs> Me and Ashley a are just grinning space from ear to ear. where it can really feel like Halloween all year round. Oh, my God. I'm just smitten. Why don't we and go here every week? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? And people can come and enjoy good food, good drinks, listen to good music, and feel completely comfortable to be as freaky as they want to be. This would be my home for the freaks, weirdos, and grown-up goth kids of the city. I mean, oh it God, just sounds your weirdos fly. unite. Hell yes! Yeah, although I do feel weird. Let's go like there. that's not the vibe I get from the Beatles house no restaurant but it's fine yeah. <laughs> i get i like what they're trying to do but i feel yeah. like it's still like hollywoody yeah i mean it's gotta yeah. be but the like the reviews i read were like the food is like average like mm-hmm. average food like you go for the atmosphere for the to experience. get like served by beetlejuice mm-hmm. or lydia or you know whoever yeah you right. go to for the experience yeah regardless they some of their menu items are sweeney beef <laughs> Cheshire cat mac and cheese, the Edward that. burger hands, <laughs> <laughs> Ichabod clams, and Oogie Boogie's braised bacon. Those yes. were like my favorite ones. Those were like my top ones, but cheesy they all have the like cute, cheesy, Tim cutesy, Tim Burton so themes. Obsessed with that. It's yeah. so cute. I love, I love it. And uh, they have a cookbook coming out, apparently. Oh, fun. So it's called that. The Nightmare Before Dinner. I love it all. Yeah. I'm on board. So um, I'm here for all of it. <laughs> the next one is the Chicago Sweat Lodge. It's located in Chicago, Illinois. Obviously. You know, <laughs> some people. I am a teacher, so I know. Hey, we had Chicago pizza like right down the street for years. True. So it was literally called Chicago pizza. Really? Yeah. Oh, and mm-hmm. it wasn't Chicago style. I don't know why they call it Chicago Wait, pizza. Wait, it wasn't even deep dish? I don't think so. I had a pizza Chicago there. Pizza? I mean, maybe they did have deep dish pizza, but I had a pizza there once that someone ordered and it was like hand tossed. And I was like, this why do you garbage. call yourself Chicago? Maybe pizza? they just not like, giving... don't really know. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. They were like, Chicago is <laughs> a fun word. Yeah. Let's just throw Chicago that in pizza. there. Anyway, this is not about pizza at all. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it is basically, this is just so weird to me. Apparently, this is big in maybe like Russia, but it's like, a sauna 
a pool and a massage and a restaurant all in one building. Pardon? Okay. So like you go and eat your meal. And then I guess you go in the sauna and like sweat everything out. And then yeah. you go in the plunge pool because you're sweaty. And then you go get a massage and like go about go about your day. Kind of sounds um, nice. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's that. just I'd like a it. whole a whole thing. They have Russian. Apparently, there's different types of saunas like Russian saunas and Turkish saunas. Um, the plunge pool is filled with Arctic cold water. So that's oh. like a fun. I feel like that's like the adult version of like getting in the hot tub and then jumping, jumping into, into the pool. pool. Yeah. I love doing that <laughs> like, when I was little. I know. It's be- I mean, I have done it as an adult, but you know, I, like- I mean, I did it last year at my parents' house in Florida. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it also is said to have, you know, just like really good, like authentic Russian and Eastern European cuisine. So I think that um, that's something they do in Japan as well. Be only, and this is my knowledge. This is why I think that because in the show girls, when Shoshana oh Shoshana went to Japan and there was a scene where they were in this area where like the guys were in a hot tub the girls were in a sauna and then they were all eating at a restaurant mm-hmm. like oh and I yes. think that it was the same thing it, it so, looked like I mean, the same I, location I think it's like a thing like yeah. I like I mean I'm was into it looking up you know unique restaurants and I was kind of like giggling at first like what are you telling me this is what people do but I mean honestly sounds it nice. sounds nice yeah like you make get a, a whole make a day out of it. Mm-hmm. It sounds great. And I'm sure it's ungodly expensive, but whatever. Well, you know, you only live once. True. Yo, my next one is uh, called Fife and Drum, and it's located in Concord, Massachusetts. It is run by inmates inside of a jail. What? How? Yeah. Where? Why? Yeah. For over 30 years. Oh, man. So it's been like a thing. The, it is the Northeastern Correctional Center. So I think the basic idea was for them to get their cooking skills. And then whenever they, I almost just said graduated. Whenever they. (laughs) (laughs) I love the beat you took after that. Like, I just said graduated. And then just kind of so disappointed in yourself quietly. Whenever they get out of jail. When they get released. (laughs) Uh, they'll have like some sort of skill. Yeah, but, that's the same I mean, it makes the, sense. That's the nice. place in Maine where the Maine, uh, we yeah, just had the talking. Maine episode. Mm-hmm. In Maine, there's a, uh, the Maine State Prison has like a carpentry um, yeah. jobs available in the prison and they make like birdhouses. They make a lot of like touristy stuff. And there's a place in Maine that like, just sells the stuff that is made by the men in this prison and the women make like candles and soaps yeah. and stuff and uh oh, we don't like talking about jail. okay <laughs> yes so um and and like it gives them these carpentry skills so that when they get right. out they'll have something they to like have, put on a resume yeah, so they, they some, won't they have fingers have crossed jobs for backers exactly yeah. it's an all male prison Uh, They have, oh, it's very low security. There's like a minimum security prison and then it's what they call pre-release. Okay. So it's not like murderers. I was going to say, so no murderers. Yeah. Or serving any of your food or anything. They, it's 11 to 13 men. They work for year long stretches, but they have job assignments that switch every five weeks. So like you might be cooking or cleaning or serving or, you know, whatever it is. They like try and rotate. So you, yeah, get a little bit of everything. Oh my gosh. It's 
$3.21 for a meal. <gasps> Shut up. Wow. Yeah. And it's like fresh. For Apparently it's meal? like close to, it's like out in the country. So they're, okay. you know, it's they like have fresh garden. produce. Yeah, fresh produce so and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. And chocolate chip cookies for dessert. Delish. Uh, are the chocolate wasps. chips made of wasps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are the cookies made with wasps? <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was That's very really cool. cool. I like, I like that, that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are like my favorite uh, strange, strange restaurants. And there yeah. were other ones that I thought about talking about that are actually closed down. There was one that's like a toilet themed restaurant. Oh, okay. And like you see, it's just like these weird kitschy shit. Right. I mean, you know, like you sit on a toilet, your meal comes in like a little toilet. No, it's closed no. down. So thank we don't. That would make me it. feel upset. You that know. would make my stomach do weird things. Yeah, yeah, there's stuff like that where it's like, uh, I do like restaurant. Well, I don't like them. I think that it's stupid. But um, is it Dicks? Oh, Dicks Last Resort, oh, where they're like where mean they, to you they, and put hat, hat white on. hats on that yeah. say like slut and yeah. like funny, yeah, yeah. funny things, but, uh, quote just, unquote funny that they're making yeah, fun of you. I yeah. feel like. Mm, you better have really good food, and I know you no, don't. No, it's they mediocre. Don't. Yeah, I've been before. I think I went whenever I went to Las Vegas for like the first time, and yeah. it was just like, let's just it's stop annoying. here to get. And they're yeah, they're extremely rude. Yeah. Like here's your fucking Mountain Dew. Right. Okay. Okay. Have you guys fine. ever been to Ed DeBevick's in Chicago, which I think is closed now? No. It was that along those same lines where they're intentionally mean to you, but they did it in a good way. I think Dick's like kind of misses the mark yeah. personally, and I don't enjoy it. But Ed DeBevick's is like diner food, and it's really good, like greasy diner food. So the food's amazing. Everyone is in like 50s style diner outfits. So they're that's like cool. more of a character, but they make fun yeah. of you as well. And they're like, that's a stupid order. Like, that's a disgusting milkshake. And they'll yeah, throw out like things, harmless but things. It's more fun. Yeah. And they're not like, you're a slut and yeah. put a weird hat on your head. So <laughs> I, will I think say, they did it right. Theme restaurant wise, my guilty pleasure is Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. I love I it too. I love going to Bubba Gump's. I love getting the seafood sampler and yep. I love playing the Forrest Gump trivia. Yes, oh, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you have the little signs on your table if you need your waiter to come. You run, say like Forrest stop. Run, yeah, run, Forrest Run or stop, Forrest Run or stop. Forrest stop. Forrest stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so cute. So And they, cute. they play like great music. They play like oh, they CCR. The soundtrack. And, right. Yeah, it's the soundtrack like, to that movie. The soundtrack is, is Amazing. Yeah, this place is awesome. It's it was so a two disc set. Yes. Was it? It the really soundtrack? was. Yes, yes it was. Oh, yes, we it owned was. it. It was a, a two disc set. <laughs> I have it. Uh, or I have it. I don't remember if I have it anymore. But. Oh, you have it. You got it in your car. You listen to it all the time. <laughs> you, you might be correct. <laughs> need to take a step back. <laughs> you get away from me. <laughs> all right. So let's get to the haunted stuff. Ooh. Yeah, um, this is more of like a bar slash restaurant. Yeah, some okay. of them are both establishments. Yes. But there is the Horse You Came In on Saloon, which is in Baltimore, Maryland. It is supposedly where like one of Edgar Allan Poe's favorite watering holes. Mm, so okay. he is just basically seen to be or said to be seen there. Um, quite often I think it was the last place that he was seen alive wow. before wow. he died so that's just like his his, his font I get you guess you could say but they his have like in life and death, and death. yes uh, they have like <laughs> fil- you know Philly cheesesteak wild west wings crab cake bites you know bites 
like typical Maryland fair. I feel Mint like it. there's also, I mean, obviously New Orleans is there's like just tons of places. They're all haunted. Gen- they're all yeah, like haunted. Every building. But you can have an Applebee's. I in did want to mention be this haunted. one because I was. <laughs> I have been to this particular one, and I think it's called Lafitte's blacksmith shop okay it's right on bourbon street it's like one of the very first bars you get to it literally just i mean it was built in the 1770s so it's just like a it's like a log cabin yeah there is barely any electricity i was gonna say whatsoever i know Um, (laughs) there was a toilet i did go to the bathroom okay so there's the running water but i feel like the only electricity i was trying to like replay it in my mind was um like the cash register Everything oh, else wow. is candles. There's no jukebox. Oh, it's a piano. That's fun. It's an experience. Like let me that. tell you. And that was one of the other places that like, you know, it's kind of like Ashley's house. Like I feel <laughs> like creeped out going there and I know some shit has gone down. Yeah, but yeah. I don't but see it's anything. It's one of those things where it's like, but also you didn't do anything to make this atmosphere less creepy. Right. right. Um, With your candlelight. <laughs> so it's like. just ridiculous so the no electricity thing the ghost of jean lafitte himself has been seen in dark Mm. corners there's also apparently a female ghost up i don't remember being able to go upstairs at all i just remember like the one floor but apparently there's a female ghost upstairs who has said to have uh ended her own life in the 1890s um and apparently there are some phantom red eyes that you can like see in a corner and I, look at this just red eyes in the dark corner of the bar like that's what i wrote it's totally fine eyes. it's totally fine really everything's chill. everything's fine i feel like if this was bourbon street in new orleans in the 1800s a woman taking her life upstairs she was probably a sex worker yeah it was probably a brothel at some point mm-hmm. yeah and um that would not uh, surprise me yeah that, that was a thing um, there's also a sign outside that says, it's one of like the America's oldest bars. Really? So I just thought I was a complete badass drinking in one of America's oldest um, bars. Uh, yeah. That's it's very amazing. Cool. I would love to do that. It's Me like too. the coolest awesome. thing. But Bourbon I really just Street, go to um, I would be okay if I never went back. Really? Really? It's just it crazy. It's just crazy overwhelming. Like, Did you go like during Mardi Gras? No. Really? It yeah. was just like a regular day. And it was still super and it's busy and so wild. crazy wow. and smelly and everything mm. is sticky. And I mean, I mean but that's what you go for. Alone. Like yeah. that's I knew what I was walking into. Yes, I knew it. Yeah. No one goes to New Orleans for like <clears throat> I, I just like minimalism. No. And yeah. But then I also did, we also did like the cemetery tour and like oh, all yeah. of that cool shit. So it's just like you it's guys got to go. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. I've enough. always wanted to go. Oh, too. my God. But I'm like, what day of the year can I go where it's not? humid none never you can never go i'm not good with humidity and you know since we are technically talking about food the food oh yeah so jesus christ i would love it. it oh my gosh so good also another new orleans restaurant haunt is muriel's um this is it has like a long you know new orleans is an old city 1788 there was actually a fire oh. that like burned the building. So I'm sure there's some accidents that have to do with that. Yeah. 
Well, that was obviously a tragedy. And it said a per- portion of Pierre Philippe. Oh, gosh. I'm going to butcher all of this we stuff. Always, I should have right. written. Mar- I'm going to really try my, you know, with my French accent. Um, <laughs> the mansion was burnt. During the next decade, the city of New Orleans was in the rebuilding process, trying to recover from the fire. Spanish replaced what was left over. Pierre Anton Lepard. Why do they have like four names? Lepardi Jordan built his dream home, restoring it to its original grandeur. So I think it's like a, it's a house. Okay. So they have different rooms. And like one is like a restaurant, of, one's a bar. Yeah, yeah. So it's more of like a house type instead of like your typical like open air right there's a couple of places in la that are like that there's the um i think it's called magnolia house in pasadena there's yeah. also there's a place in santa monica that's an old house I yeah something say. like or that so, we want to say it starts with a v but there's three floors and they're yeah, all and different it's like bars. a restaurant but yeah, the bottom cool. the basement one is like the dark one haunted. with the live yeah. music and it looks spooky it looks elf. real creepy mm-hmm. down there like anyways go on. yeah but they have a seance lounge on the second floor ah, i mean isn't sold. that just amazing uh <laughs> so there. this is said to where jordan spends the majority of his time of course patrons and employees of Muriel's have witnessed stuff moving and you know all of that like normal paranormal type stuff lights going on and off yeah it's like March of 2001 glasses have flown from behind the bar 12 feet across the brick wall Mm -hmm. like just crazy things they've also had a lot of paranormal investigations there so there's like a lot of documented you know EVPs and happenings and stuff like that but this is Muriel's still? Yeah. Muriel's. Muriel's. I, remember that. I did yeah. not go. I did not go there. I don't. Let's see. It's got to be. Yeah. French Quarter area. Of I didn't course. even know this. Pla- I mean, there's so many places. Everywhere's haunted. We've already yeah. had this. Yeah. We've you already had this wrong. conversation. No. So, yeah, it's just said those who have seen uh, or felt a presence have never felt threatened, though. It's not like That's a threatening good. type yeah, thing. Right. It's just like all in good fun, mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Just like. Oh, this is the place where they have a table there reserved for him, Mr. Jordan. I like like that. they have a bread and a and wine sitting out. That's for sitting him. out for him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so what. Cool. And that's like advertised on the website. Like that's part of their yeah thing. So. Can you imagine people going in and being like, "Can we have a table for two? And they're like, "We don't have anything." And they're like, "Well, what but about that, that one, one right there?" It's like, "Oh no, no, that's reserved for our ghost." Yeah, the ghost. <laughs> sits like, Excuse there. me. Yeah, um, I'm hungry. Be like, Isn't "Hey, trust me. Crazy. You want to sit at that table? Right. See what happens." Yeah, sure. There is also Old Town Pizza in Portland, Oregon, which is said to be haunted. And I know I'm going to say this Nina, but it's pronounced Nina. That's Nina. what it says on the website. So okay. I don't want to be like disrespectful she was you know in the world's oldest profession she was a prostitute okay um and it was so it was a brothel before it was an actual restaurant so obviously there's just like a lot of stuff there's history there there. yeah there's 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 some energy so she is said to be seen there a lot while you know patrons are getting the you know getting your pizza in portland portland oregon just hanging out with ghosts with nina portland with nina oh it says um so it used to be a hotel the window where you place your order is the original hotel's reception desk. So, like, oh. you go up and it's kind of like, oh, that's you know, really, it's that really cool. Yeah. So, got a lot of history there. What's it called? Old Town um, Pizza? Old Town Pizza okay. in Portland, Oregon. All right. Yeah. Um, she got thrown down the elevator shaft. <gasps> Nina? Yeah. Oh, no. dang. Yeah. Do we know who did it? 
No. Murder mystery. Murder mystery at Old Town Pizza. It's just like the Biltmore Hotel with the woman at the New Year's, was it New Year's Eve party or something? Got pushed down a flight of stairs and died. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, God. I know. Spooky. This one's a little bit more lighthearted. I know. You know what we're talking about. I love lighthearted starts, But it's called Pugin's Porch in Charleston, South Carolina. Pugin is a little pooch. He's a little dog. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh, so apparently whenever they little wiry haired dog named Pugin was left behind. Uh, and so he got left behind and then he just kind of stayed even after. So he it's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love he just kinda, I know. Isn't that so? It's. I want to be know. haunted by a dog. I've decided. Pugin began showing up on the port. This was, you know, when he was living. But and then, you know, they kind of started feeding him. Right. And he was just kind of like the little local. He was like their mascot. Guy. Yeah. But Pugin is not the only ghost that is said to be there. Um, there's also another ghost that they call Zoe. She lived there with her sister Elizabeth, and she was a teacher. Hey. Hey. Here I hey, am. Girl. It's believed that she is like wandering around looking for her grave she's haunting her old home thinking that maybe she doesn't know she's dead maybe she doesn't know she's dead probably yeah all right so let's get to lump mansion yeah somebody that we all like you know we're all grew up grew up stories about it it has a i didn't even realize like how tragic horrible the family history was every every, we're talking about the limp mansion in st louis missouri Missouri. spoiler alert everyone dies everybody dies tell me the story (laughs) it is insane john adam limp arrived in st louis from germany in 1838 originally wanted to be a grocer just have like a grocery store but his store was unique for its ability to supply beer you know obviously it's a it's a brewery Mm -hmm. also so he learned how to brew beer and started brewing beer out of the building st louis industry was born yeah st louis blew up at that time biggest thing william j lemp seceded his father as head of the brewery and he soon built it into an industrial giant so this was in 1864 size of the brewery um grew in demand and in 1870 it was the largest brewery in st louis this is when like things started to go downhill just just a little bit because they had all this wealth and power. They had a big share of the market until prohibition. Yeah. Okay. The first major, how do I want to say this, disaster in the Lemp family um, was when Frederick Lemp, William's favorite son and the heir to the brewery presidency, died under mysterious circumstances in 1901. So, like, they still don't even really know why he died. And then three years later, William J. Lemp shot himself in the head in the the bedroom at the family mansion that, you know, you still go and have drinks and dinner at. Just a normal evening. Or stay the night because it is also like a bed and breakfast. breakfast. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I've never been. I like at all. I love the it's mansion. Literally forty-five minutes from my driveway. Yeah, you and need I have to never go. Been you and this is silly. Tragedy continued to stalk the limps. The brewery fortunes continued to decline. Of course, prohibition happened. 
William Jr.'s sister, Elsa, who was considered one. I mean, obviously, the limp name was just like huge at this point in St. Louis. She committed suicide in 1920. Mm. The limp brewery was once valued at seven million dollars in 1922 and then it sold at auction for like five hundred thousand dollars wow so they like lost a bunch of money uh, it's just like yeah. tragedy Real after rough. tragedy like, yeah death 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 we're losing all of this money yeah. and i feel like this is confusing because there's so many william limps so William J. Lemp then, after presiding over the sale of this, shot himself in the same building where his father died. Mm-hmm. So all of these people are dying in these buildings. And then his son, William Lemp Third, was 42 when he had died of a heart attack in 1943. It's cursed. There's Truly. there's like none of them left. They, Seriously. William Jr.'s brother Charles uh continued to stay at the house after his brother's suicide, but he was a recluse. Yeah, Just he like, like never left. Never left the mansion. Also died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah. Also shot himself discovered, in the face. Yeah, Jeez. discovered by his bo- brother Edwin. But then in 1970, Edwin Lamp died of natural causes at the age of 90. So okay. things are looking up. Finally, a normal <laughs> finally one. Things are looking up. Natural causes at natural age 90. Causes. But this is for. just like a place where you can do like just go to dinner and get drinks and hang out just like a normal restaurant at right. the Lump Mansion. Like, and then around Halloween time, or I don't know if they do tours year round. Year round. Yeah. They do year round tours. They have haunted tours year round. But they, I feel like they also have like, murder mystery dinners question mark um i have no idea i don't if know they about don't, that they should like, yeah if they, they don't, have, like, i mean they stuff. definitely could but yeah you can stay in the uh rooms it's like a bed and breakfast yeah. um they have haunted oh, tours and uh the haunted tours they basically take you from room to room they tell you all about the history of the limp mansion and the limp family and then in each room they tell you some of the crazy stuff that has taken place in that room paranormal wise well we could do whenever i was just researching that like you could do an entire episode on that family like it was it was really difficult for me to to just like condense all of that down i mean there was a website that it was just like pages and page because it's all documented because they were such a famous family so So everything is everywhere they were a famous cursed family i don't know i really i don't even think like the building is cursed i think mm-hmm. the family was cursed was for sure they, yeah and then they just like haunt it because they'll never Cause they're gonna like, leave you know what our life was horrible so we're gonna keep we're gonna haunt the we're shit gonna out keep of you going. <laughs> Hell yeah. we're, we're staying here mm-hmm. when you you said you'd been there have you just eaten there or did you stay there i just ate and drank there okay that's mm-hmm. still i, I just mean, went that's to awesome. the brewery portion i haven't taken a haunted and i don't think and that they actually brew beer anymore mm-hmm. Like it's still no, called it's still like it's called Limp Mansion or Limp Brewery. Some yeah. people call it Limp, Limp Brewery. Brewery, but I don't think they brew their own beer. Okay, I think yeah. they just have beer on tap. They just have drinks, yeah, in a tap room. Um, so I chose to talk about food conspiracy. I am so excited! I can't wait. I thought maybe I'd find one or two, but holy guacamole! I may never eat again. I feel like <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm just gonna be shot in shock and awe. Yeah, this entire time. I know. I have I'm some nervous. short ones, and yeah. I have like some major <laughs> ones, and I'm gonna. I I think I am. I'm gonna start with um the biggest one, and the one that most people know about but may not know too much about. Um, and it isn't what you eat; it's what you drink. 
Oh, no. Okay. The conspiracy is that governments put fluoride in our water supply in order to negatively affect huge populations for their own gain. Uh, another part of the conspiracy is that fluoride is actually a strong tranquilizer in disguise. Um, the U.S. wants us all to be zombies, uh, that all the major food corporations, Kellogg's, Nestle, or even like products like Crest are all in on it. Even that fluoride dumping is secretly a part of the Illuminati's oh, interest. Oh, my god! So where this began, and it actually does have pretty kind of like suspicious and nefarious beginnings. So okay. I get it. So Dr. Frederick McKay was pressing the dental community to investigate what was known as the Colorado Brown Stain. Um, so this is in 1909. 2,945 children were examined by Dr. McKay, and 87.5% of them had some degree of stain on their teeth, like a brown stain mm -hmm. on their teeth. All the affected children were from the Pikes Peak region. And despite the stains and the physical appearance of their teeth, the children with the stained teeth had much fewer cavities than other children. Oh, so they went about trying to figure out why their teeth seemed to be better despite looking worse. And they looked into all sorts of things. And a company called Alcoa got involved. And apparently the company with the biggest profit to be made from water fluoridation was Alcoa. Alcoa stands for the Aluminum Company of America. Okay. Now, the Alcoa Corporation is an industrial corporation. It's the world's eighth largest producer of aluminum. They operate in 10 countries. They participate in literally all major aspects of industry, technology, mining, refining, fabricating, recycling, etc. All of it. An Alcoa-sponsored biochemist did a test on rats that showed that cavities were reduced with fluoridated water. So this was in 1939, and it was the first public proposal that the U.S., should fluoridate its water supplies. And the proposal wasn't made by a doctor or a dentist, by an industry scientist working for a company that was also threatened by fluoride damage claims. Okay. Now, why would they be threatened by fluoride damage claims? Right. Well, during World War II, industrial fluoride pollution increased because of the production and extensive use of aluminum, specifically Alcoa aluminum. Hmm. In uh, aircraft oh. manufacturing. And it was just after World War II that many governments began to put fluoride in our water supplies to, quote, protect people from cavities. But it could have been that our water was already polluted with fluoride. Right. And there was no way to get it out. So oh. they said, oh, no, we're putting it in for your safety for your, now. Yeah. But yeah. really, but our water supply had been polluted with it already. With huh. it already. Right. So that's uh, probably what's going on. So currently, yeah. yeah, currently about 6% of the world's population receives artificially fluoridated water in about 24 countries. Since the 1950s, there have been relentless debate over whether there's any real reason to do this. Mm -hmm. um, early conspiracies claimed it was a communist plot to weaken the American public health. Many have argued from a moral, moral and ethical standpoint that the public haven't chose to be consuming it. Right. So it's against individual will. From an economic standpoint, like from an economic view, public money is being used for something without definitive proof that there that are benefits. Right. That it's doing anything. Yeah. Good. 
some top dentists and medical professionals have even said that fluoridation of water isn't the best way to prevent tooth decay. So why well, are we why do it? doing like it? I'm swishing my water around in my mouth. Right. Yeah. Like we're just. I'm just going no, straight through going, the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> we're just trying to get into the belly down for hydration purposes. Yes, like exactly. What, why this? Yeah, that's very. So weird. it's very strange that we still do it, especially when most dentists are like, "Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's not necessary." Yeah, like this yeah is there are really other there are better thing. ways to like yeah. prevent cavities. One hundred percent. Well, it gets even crazier when oh, a chemist and researcher Charles E. Perkins wrote a book on water fluoridation, cleverly titled "The Truth About Water Fluoridation." <laughs> what a quality <laughs> what title! A title in which he wrote one line, uh, one line in the whole book. It's a whole book, but one line said. Mass medication involving fluoridation of public water systems has long been known as an important technique of the communist philosophy of mass control. Wow. Then a magazine writer, Ian E. Stevens, said that Charles E. Perkins told him that the Nazis envisioned a far-reaching plan of mass control and reduced population by using a medication in water that could cause sterility in women. Mm. From those two things, people went, bonkers yeah, over this conspiracy theory there are claims everywhere that fluoride and water was started in concentration camps and that hitler used it on jewish neighborhoods to make them easier to control and capture however pretty much every single nazi historian says this isn't true so i think we can throw out yeah. that sweep theory. that one under yeah <clears throat> This chemist did say, however, and this is a direct quote from him, from uh, uh, Charles E. Perkins. I say this with all the earnestness and sincerity of a scientist who has spent nearly 20 years research into chemistry, biochemistry, physiology, and pathology of fluorine. Any person who drinks artificially fluorinated water for a period of one year or more will never be the same person mentally or physically. So that's reassuring since I've been drinking it since I was born right. for yeah. 31 years. I know. No kidding. Cool. I feel great. Yeah. The New Age community also condemns fluoride consumption. They believe fluoride is instrumental in mind control because they insist that it blocks the third eye. Oh. Mystics and spiritualists have concluded that the pineal gland situated in the center of the brain is the connection between the body and the soul. Well, this actually has kind of science to back it up. Not the body and soul connection thing, but the fact that fluoride could actually have... Uh, negative effects on this. Yeah. Uh, there is science to back that up. In the 1990s, a British scientist named Jennifer Luke discovered that by old age, the pineal gland contains about the same amount of fluoride as teeth do. Oh. So it's it's going to your pineal gland. Yeah. It's not just in your teeth. It's going other places. It's going other places in your body. And we now know that the calcification of the pineal gland gets worse with age and can start to occur in children as young as two. Mm. Now, this gland in the brain, uh, what's in the brain, and it maintains the body's sleep-wake cycle. It regulates puberty in girls especially. It helps protect the body from cell damage. And in 2006, there was a huge review on fluoride toxicity published by the National Research Council, and they wrote about a range of negative side effects, including decreased melatonin production, so our sleep is way worse, uh, and other effects on normal pineal function, which could contribute to a variety of effects in humans, and fluoride directly affects the pineal gland. Wow. So... 
seems like a lot of our problems could be solved. Seems like. I mean, no. we just took fluoride out, but honestly, I think there's no way to. Many studies Probably of not. fluoride researched by Harvard and China Medical University in Shanghai have shown that fluoride may be linked to reduced IQ in children and even suggest it could be toxic to a developing brain. Fluoride at high levels has destroyed the male reproductive system in rabbits. It lowers thyroid function. One study linked it to bone cancer in boys. Ugh. The professors and groups doing this research have been met with numerous attempts to discredit them. Several of them have had their research of water fluoridization, fluoridation rejected from dental health journals completely. Like not even just completely added. rejected. Yeah. On top of all of this. Ten years ago, New York, oh, sorry, not New York. Ten years ago, York University found that tooth decay in children across Europe had fallen regardless of whether or not there was fluoride in the water. In fact, the countries that showed the biggest decrease were Sweden, the Netherlands, Finland, and Denmark, all of which do not fluoridate their I water supply. I really feel like they are doing things right. Yeah. Just in general. <laughs> we need I just to take to throw notes. that out there. I they know. have gun control laws. Mm-hmm. I think they, don't they fluoridate are. They don't fluoridate their water. They don't put Their schools. They're eating correctly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like all of the above. Yeah. We suck. We suck. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have heart attack grill. <laughs> we have, yeah, the heart attack grill. Good there for us. There seems to be very little reason to fluoridate our water supply. So, why are these companies so insistent right. on doing so? Is it because of World War II and the fact that we had so much fluoride pollution that it's in our system anyway? There's no way to get it out and they just have to say they're putting it in for our own good. Does it make us docile? Does it have negative effects? This one is a tough one, though, because, you know, dentists and doctors at one time promoted cigarettes. That's yeah. Like cigarettes to were me. healthy. Uh-huh. And we, you know, like cocaine and. Oh, yeah. Uh, cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. cocaine like, it's stuff. good for you. Yeah. It suppresses your appetite. Help you, uh, help <laughs> we put, weight. yeah, we put lead in all our paint to like the 70s. Yeah. I mean, even like formaldehyde used to be put in textiles to prevent creases. Like That's our so clothes nice. used to have formaldehyde. Oh my in gosh. Them. I did not know yeah. that. That's so nice. Which is very Ooh, bad for us. Unfortunately, like the fluoride thing could be something that we have to look back on in the future right. and we'll to be find like, out. Yeah. That Remember it had, when like, we had horrible, fluoride in the negative horrible effects. Negative yeah. effects Why did Leslie like, Nope want fluoride in the water in parks and recreation? Well, because it's <laughs> dentists say that it helps your teeth, that it's ah, like yes. prevents cavities. That's like the whole That's reason. The whole for lie it. But, like, but there's a lot of dentists who say, like, not Nuh-uh. really, like, not. It doesn't help enough to have to make fluoride it worth in it. your water. I remember going to the dentist and getting fluoride treatments, Same. though. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I felt like that was. Didn't like you have to foamy, bite down the on the foamy thing? thing? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I hated mean, I that part. But I feel those, like that's different than just treatments. like yeah. small, minute traces of it in your in water. water is probably that you're not going to make a difference. Around, yeah. Like Cause said. there is fluoride. Like there's enough of like a toxic level of fluoride that you can't have, that humans can't have. Yeah. yeah. So just if like I drink anything. like a gallon of, you know, tap water, what's my, what's the toxic level? Like yeah. how do you measure that out? Exactly. So anyways, fluoride's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> While we're on the subject of... <gasps> bless ooh, you. Oh, bless, bless you, Wilder. Bless you, baby sneeze. <laughs> While we're on the subject of liquids, <laughs> so there was a conspiracy theory. This is actually... Some of these are 
conspiracy theories that came true and this oh, is one of them great i can't wait for this <laughs> there was a conspiracy theory that government uh the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking it during prohibition yes <gasps> they sure and they shit did. did no are you kidding yes. me they 1000 percent mm-hmm. did no yeah Maybe. i didn't find out about it until i read um I water for elephants oh oh shit, I read, that's right mm-hmm. and it's i read water for elephants yeah. and then i was like what Wait, was it enough poison to kill people yes. or just make you very sick? Many people oh died. my golly gosh, that's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for years before prohibition. It was just like a cheaper way to like yeah. get people fucked up. Sure. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. Mm. Well, it didn't stop anyone because America is one big floozy. And by the end of Prohibition, (laughs) more than 10,000 of us had been killed by tainted booze thanks to the old U.S. of A. government. Uh Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy that they did that. Yeah, we've done some stuff. We've done some bad Another fun, this one's not proven, but it is a conspiracy theory. I don't know if I believe it, but we'll see. This is another liquids. This is one I, I legit want an answer to, and I need everyone who works at Starbucks to write us immediately. <laughs> oh, Tell my us. God. The conspiracy theory is that Starbucks horribly and most of the time hilariously misspells your name on your to-go cup so that you'll take a photo of it, post it to social media, and therefore have just, without Promoted. your knowledge, given I 100% Starbucks some believe free that's true. Yeah, I absolutely believe Honestly, that's true. Genius. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because some of them sometimes are they're so off, so bad. And it's like I it's know like, you don't okay. think that's how you spell Lauren. Like, yeah, I, the easiest name to spell. I've yeah. gotten like L. E R Y N before, and I'm Laren. like, no one has ever thought that's how Lauren no. is spelled. No, ever. that's the thing. There can't be that many dumb people working at Starbucks. Right. No, and I get it. Like, there are times where you know, I I would have to work at the like cafe connected to Barnes and Noble. Right. And sometimes you know it's loud in there, and you're mm, ringing yes. people up, and you ask their name, and you don't quite hear it. But like, yes, you repeat it mistakes. back. It takes thirty seconds to be like Lauren. Right. 100%. Yeah. There just learn. can't be that learn. many stupid people. <laughs> I is it learn? Is that what you said? Is it learn? I am um, I don't drink at Starbucks, so like I it's never really happened yeah. to me. I don't go there but, often um, enough anymore. But I see it, it posted on yeah. on social Everyone media. Everyone posts their cup all the time. Yeah. Everyone like, posts the cup. Yeah. There's uh um, I totally believe that. Somebody that does the Aladdin experiment, they say that their name is Aladdin every time they go into a Starbucks and they always spell it wrong. But I mean, it's like, of course, that's just like for fun. That's for fun. But, you know, they spell. I feel like if. No, I guess. No, I would know. I was going to say, I feel like if someone said their name was Aladdin, maybe I wouldn't immediately think of Disney's Aladdin. But like fucking. Yes, I would. Yes, like, yeah. I would. I would 100% would think are you going to think yes. of. I, I would immediately yeah. be like flying carpet. OK, so this one's pretty wild. I don't know exactly what's going on here, but something is going on something is amiss something is amiss something's amiss (laughs) did you really what i wanted to say we we both went amiss here we go okay so chipotle all righty no i eat there a lot i'm terrified okay oh gosh chipotle has had a number of food poisoning outbreaks a 
number I of know, them. I know, but like, I still eat there all the damn time, <laughs> even though everyone around me is falling ill. Yeah, <laughs> like really bad ones. I've never like gotten sick, E. coli, yeah. So um, most notoriously in 2015, they had a they had outbreaks of norovirus, salmonella, yeah. and E. coli all within a few months. And then the same thing happened again in 2017. Oh yes, I remember gosh. the 2017 yeah. one. So the outbreak in 2017 sickened more than 100 customers in Virginia alone. And seeing as it was the second time it's happened on a major scale, it renewed the speculation that there was a conspiracy theory that Chipotle was the target of corporate sabotage. Oh. oh, okay. And before you That's kind of like going. roll your eyes and say, or maybe it's just Mexican fast food that makes you sick, <laughs> there are other reasons why people think that I maybe there's it. some Let's corporate sabotage. So the theory first emerged in 2015 when the E. coli outbreak was tied to Chipotle restaurants across 14 states. And the theory originally was that parties shorting Chipotle stock, which for anyone who is like me and doesn't understand or care about the stock exchange yeah okay it means that these people stand to gain financially when the chain shares plummet so when you short a stock you can like you can uh you can buy into a stock which means like if there's a certain amount yeah you make money that's the only one that i understand when you tell me other words i'm like who like wolf of wall street that's all i know that's if you I say got. Leonardo DiCaprio, I will not. Yes. <laughs> you can also short a stock. So it, you you benefit if the stock plummets. Okay. Oh, already. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Yes. So this was a uh, this was part of the conspiracy theory which with 9/11 because yes. the we the airlines that flew um into oh, and I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I don't remember Me what air, airline it was that flew into the World Trade Center. Their stock plummeted the day before. Okay. Uh, so oh it's my gosh, almost as if people were okay. selling their stock the, in this airline knew. because they knew that the insiders knew what was going a to happen. A plane was going to crash gotcha. into the building, which fishy. is kind of like, excuse me. Very fishy. Yeah. So anyway, so shorting a stock. Okay, got it. What that means. I'm on board. It's a theory that these people or parties orchestrated the illness outbreaks by planting harmful bacteria in Chipotle restaurants. And the reason this was the theory is that Chipotle short sellers were re- rewarded with $55 million in less than a day after the second outbreak happened. Oh my god. So, Wowzers. That is super suspicious. But here is when it gets kind of fishy. The details surrounding the outbreaks don't really add up. So for example, in 2015, 60% of this type of outbreak took place between December and May, while Chipotle's were from August to December. So it doesn't seem like it was a specific vegetable, like when stores say to throw out your romaine. Also, Chipotle had four times as many norovirus outbreaks expected for a chain its size. And each incident of foodborne illness sickened far more people than is common. It actually, it's like unprecedented for so many illness outbreaks to be linked to a single food chain. uh, Higher concentration of whatever it was. Well, actually, um, so it should be noted, maybe, if there's a conspiracy, that Chipotle is the only fast food company that has publicly denounced GMOs. Okay. So this is another theory, possibly. Okay. Uh, Add to that that some of these E. coli outbreaks involved a rare genetic strain of E. coli not normally seen in foods. Oh. 
Okay. So, this so it's like so made bizarre. in a lab. Yeah. Yes. This was like created. This virus was created it in seems. a lab and planted there. And somehow <gasps> That's so weird. got into mm-hmm. a coli or mm-hmm. in Chipotle, <laughs> Chipotle because they denounced GMOs. Right. So it all makes sense. Yeah. Well, this really is all adding up now. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I got it. There's also a ton of conspiracy theories with GMOs. GMOs are genetically modified food or crops. The O stands for organism. So genetically okay. mo- modified organism. I truly organism. never knew what it stood yeah. for. You hear GMO all the time. I have a general idea, but <laughs> yeah. I don't really know for sure. Okay. Educate me. Now we're on board. And uh, yeah. a lot of genetic engineering with GMOs are gene transfers within the same species, across species, and even across kingdoms. So genetically splicing one kind of corn with another type of corn. Because you can have bigger bigger, stocks of corn that last longer. You know what I mean? So it's not like crazy. It's like better for the weather. Yeah, Yeah, you're not mixing like corn with human DNA to make corn 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 made. No, you're just like kind of cross-pollinating almost, but with genetics. So Mm -hmm. um, they're not, those aren't bad at all. Crops are also engineered for herbicide tolerance insect resistance and in some cases even engineered with genes that increase its nutritional value so there are some sort of rice there's i think it's golden rice was literally genetically modified to have like a crazy amount of nutritional value Mm -hmm. which helps in the region that it's grown which is not yeah yeah, because it's cheap and it's readily but very nutritious but Normal rice doesn't all sounds great, but it's kind of the same with fluoride. We don't know how it's affected humans or the environment in the long run. Okay, so unsure if the food is safe for consumption, whether they could provoke an allergic reaction, Mm. whether the trans genes could transfer into human cells. We don't know. Also, gene flow between GM crops and compatible plants, along with the increased use of herbicides, can increase the rise of herbicide-resistant weed populations. Mm. Um, The resistance to insecticides could lead to the evolution of resistant insects Insects. and pests. So, like, in the long run... We don't really know. We don't know how it's going to work out. A lot of conspiracy theories believe that large agribusinesses are working to undermine the health and safety of the general public by introducing and promoting GMOs in the food supply, mm-hmm. infiltrating or buying off the FDA and the American Association for the Advancement of Science, who both have supported the scientific evidence for the safety of genetically engineered food. Now, just my opinion, I think GMOs are fine. Yeah. They're overall a good thing, just like vaccinations are a good thing. Like, do we want our crops to have the potential to survive a nuclear winter? Yes. Do we Mm -hmm. want our children to survive the first grade? Yes. Yes. Right. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And if that means that a child gets autism, which is literally proven to not Not be a factor, but let's say it was, honestly, like, okay. Hello. What's the... But at Sorry. least their body is going to be healthy and they're survive. going to live. Yeah. I know. They're still going to be a wonderful human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even scientists are stumped by the anomalies surrounding Chipotle's illness outbreaks. Um, Chipotle conducted hundreds of tests on its food and preparation services, never identified a source of the E. coli outbreak. In five similar high-profile cases of major foodborne illness outbreaks over the past couple decades, the source was found pretty quickly. So is it 
Chipotle stock shorters? Is it GMO scientists? Was it the Illuminati? Definitely the Illuminati. Illuminati. 1,000%. I think the Denver airport was involved in some way. Right? You know what I'm saying? I guarantee there's a Chipotle in that airport. I bet. Probably. Chipotle has said that they didn't believe in any of the conspiracy theories, so maybe it is just Mexican fast food. I I know. It just happened because it's Mexican fast food. But it happens. And I just want everyone to know very... that even with all those theories, I will still continue to eat there <laughs> One, oh, <laughs> probably yes. on a weekly basis. Absolutely. I love myself I a chicken bowl. I can't. Um, I love getting the, uh, yeah, the burrito bowls. Yeah. I don't chicken. do the burritos. Yes. I do like the salads or the bowls. Yeah. But. So I get the, I get a chicken burrito bowl and every single time I have had Chipotle, I have had horrible diarrhea. So does Alex. He so like I every time, every it. time like we do Chipotle for dinner, he was like, oh, would Absolute. you like me to live in our Be bathroom? bathroom? the next two days i'm like no good point good point yeah i have a stomach of steel i guess i'm always good to go (laughs) (laughs) and i've tried like substituting things i'm like okay well i won't get the chicken then i'll just get like the rice beans veggies nope diarrhea okay well i won't get the beans diarrhea Diarrhea. it does not fucking matter (laughs) i get diarrhea and you're not alone in that either like chipotle is the most popular diarrhea causer in (laughs) the us of a (laughs) no wait that's taco bell but chipotle oh yeah (laughs) i I also love taco bell Bell. i love taco bell that's a good product am i getting taco bell for lunch today maybe i'm starving (laughs) Trash. Hashtag trash again. Hashtag trash. Okay, I also so- have to say a side note really quick about Wilder. The whole time you've been talking, Ashley, he keeps looking over his shoulder and smiling. So I think your voice brings him comfort. <gasps> and I just thought it was really adorable. That's Wilder, so sweet. My sweet boy. So he was like looking in your general direction and smirking. <laughs> and I was like, do you hear Auntie Ashley? Hi, Wilder. Yes, yes he sweet does. Boy. It was just super adorable. So cute. I have one more. Yay. And um, this one's hilarious. I cannot wait. And it's all 100% completely true, which makes it funnier. Don't worry. You're not being poisoned or anything. Okay, good. So there was a conspiracy that fondue was not actually a craze that swept the world in the 70s. What? But that it was an engineered popular pastime just to sell cheese. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I love cheese. So I love how cheese do you so even much. have to make a ploy to there buy was a make surplus of cheese? So surplus of cheese that people were not buying. Yes. So we need to okay. melt, so melt they the had cheese to melt in a big we need to bowl. Melt the cheese in a big pot and then make restaurants yes. called the melting pot. Exactly. Yes. But, oh my gosh, so, that's so funny. I'll tell you how it amazing. happened because it's very funny. So basically, after the First World War. Europe was destroyed. Switzerland was okay, but they had too much cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Swiss I feel like that's cheese, my dreams. Yeah, like that no, is that the is place of my dreams. Yeah, Swiss too cheese was cheese. piling up, and the cheese makers decided to form a cartel. Which, Shut oh my gosh! Yes. Cheese Just cartel. <laughs> cheese cartel. That's literally what it was. It was a cheese cartel. Oh. <gasps> So they had an agreement among competitors not to compete. So for decades, they set the price of milk. They had limited production. They restricted the kind of cheeses you could make in Switzerland. Like Mm -hmm. there were like farmers who were trying to like make like Gruyere, like make different kind of cheeses. And like you couldn't because it was like the government was in on it. They were running the Swiss cheese cartel was like running 
the show. I, I can't handle this. I can't Swiss cheese Swiss cheese cartel. They're literally known as the Swiss cheese union. Oh, I so, am obsessed with that. The cheese cartel grew more and more ambitious. And in the 50s and 60s, they decided they wanted to find a way to boost the demand Somehow get people to eat surplus Swiss cheese by the bucket. So they looked into a dish that they sometimes eat in the Alps. And the Swiss cheese union pushed it like crazy in the 70s. They had big ad campaigns of good looking Swiss people in sweaters or ski attire partying over pots of cheese. Boom. Fondue is fondue huge. Is swept the nation. Is quote unquote. Has yes. Swept the nation. Yeah. Oh, man. So, of this course. So funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe like this is real. By the 1990s, the Swiss cheese union had collapsed. Switzerland finally got wise and was like, hey, why is our government spending so much money subsidizing cheese and fondue? <laughs> and allegations of corruption came up and it was a whole debacle. Cheese, so Cheese corruption. Now, cheese corruption. yeah, cheese corruption. Cheese, cheese corruption. Cheese, cheese corruption. corruption. Now, if you live in Switzerland, you can make whatever cheese you want. And they still specialize good. in fondue and fondue is still really good for the cheese business. But uh-huh. it was not just like a craze that, that set fire. It was yeah. literally like it was conducted. It was like we got to get this cheese out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> got to get like, this cheese out. They literally like had oh, all this man. cheese, and they had these big advertisements, and like they would go to parties and and stuff with like big names and serve fondue and get like the fondue so in like photographs. Associated. Yes, so it would yeah. be associated. Yeah, so they oh, could sell cheese. Man. So Love to cheese sum conspiracy up, theories. some of the more serious conspiracies, everyone's pretty much in agreement that the FDA sucks. Yes. Yep. When it comes to pharmaceuticals. Yeah. They approve drug after drug, drug that has horrific side effects. Yeah. And I mean horrific effects on the human body, all while keeping drugs that are legal and used effectively in other countries that treat things like cancer and AIDS and MS. They don't allow into our country the fda is political there have been multiple testimonies following multiple lawsuits of associates with the fda saying that their departments shouldn't offer recommendations that contradict their department's head that senior management pressure them to change their conclusions on important tests like uh, dr uh, david graham who said high doses of pain reliever uh, it was called viox yeah. increased the risk of heart attack and his higher-ups literally pressured him to alter his findings. And of course, the FDA denied it. So they oh continued gosh. to sell Vioxx. It's so terrible. So why don't we also distress them with food? Yeah. Right. If That's we, so true. We know that they we know are that they're shitty up to with no pharmaceutical good. I didn't even And then we just like, are like, oh, they say the food's you know, good. Yeah. I, you say it's the Food and Drug Administration, but like I had always thought about yeah, it from the far- about food. Far- pharmaceutical aspect and yeah, not even forget. from the food aspect. Like that, oh my God. No. Yeah, if you I think do trust the, them with yeah, the food. If you think of the FDA when if, with pharmaceuticals, you immediately think big pharma. All you immediately foods, think the money everything. that they Yeah, and yeah, it's like, never thinking about food. And we just trust and eat everything. Yeah. Like, oh, this is recommended by the FDA. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Then we're good. Sure. That's the thing. Everyone knows Holy that there's buckets. extremely dangerous stuff in our food, especially processed food. In 30 years, rates of obesity have doubled in young children and adults. They've tripled in teenagers. And the FDA's intention is supposedly to help consumers lead healthier lives through better nutrition, and yet they won't put a health notice on a can of soda. No. Oh, my gosh. So, like, how... 
dedicated are they to helping us lead happier lives? Like all they had to do is slap something on a can, a can. of Coke that says like, hey, by the way, sugar addiction there's is a real lot of sugar in this, blah, uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. It's but they won't the because do you know who gives the FDA a lot of money? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Exactly. So it's like we should not trust the FDA in no. any way shape or form no that's such a good point it really- or anyone just don't trust anyone that's don't it. Trust that's people. how i'm gonna end this episode just like don't fucking trust people no no especially Everyone's if lying they work you. for the government government yeah. or mm-hmm. any government i'm not like anti-government anti-usa government i'm anti like any government <laughs> yeah like any <laughs> i'm immediately like i've seen 1984 i know we know we know <laughs> the know truth i've seen v for vendetta <laughs> We know what you're up to. We know what you're doing behind those curtains <laughs> on your big screens. Anyways, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Weird. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the I show. I had so town. much fun. I had so much fun. It just it feels like I've been listening. I mean, literally since the beginning, I feel like. I should be starstruck, but I've known you forever. So, <laughs> so like that doesn't even be but as soon as Ashley was like, So when you come out here you wanna be on the Yes. Yes. Do. Don't yes, even finish I that do. sentence. Absolutely I'm coming do. on the podcast. <laughs> well, and I've been hearing about you for so long, so it was such a pleasure yes. to finally I meet know. you I mean, and I you were like such already, a joy. I already know you. Yeah, we're already I mean, we're already we're friends. Best friends. It's so fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, pretty much. Sitting over here, you guys are having your moment. Basically. Yeah, you're fine too, Ashley. Okay. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> yeah. We love you. Do you want anyone to follow you on Instagram? It's <laughs> uh, sh- a valid question. Sure. Yeah. Follow I like Natalie I a- on Instagram to keep up with her adventures as a teacher mm-hmm. in Southern Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Nacho.Natalie. Nacho.Natalie. I yep. also would like to Nacho say Natalie. at the moment. Natalie walked That's into my life. I screamed Nacho Natalie at her face <laughs> because I knew that was her Instagram it's handle. I had I was a drink in, so, so I was feeling a little tipsy and I was like, Nacho Natalie's here <laughs> Flipped out. And everybody's like, What? Yeah, the like everyone hell was like, is Lauren is being insane as per usual. So <laughs> not even blinking in Well, it's funny because like you could say Nacho Natalie and maybe like that it was a Halloween party, just yeah. for anyone listening. And people would think like, Oh, maybe she dressed as a nacho. And then oh, Natalie no. walks in dressed as Axel Rose. Yeah. Like, why are you yelling Nacho Natalie <laughs> at Axel Rose? Who is this girl? Nacho Natalie. Yeah, it was great. So uh, thank you listeners, obviously, for tuning into our show as per usual. We love you very much. Thank you. You're the best. And one day your dreams can come true. You can be on the show. You can, you can come be on, be on the show. show. Talk as about a whatever listener. the fuck you want. Yep. That's right. You can follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. You can check out our Patreon page if you want to donate to the show and get bonus episodes and monthly newsletters by also, going to... Ashley's newsletters are the shit. I just have to <gasps> you say. Your last one was one. so, yeah. so good. I Thank just have you. to give you props. You're Thank amazing. You. www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast is where you go for that. And if you ever want like a sample newsletter, holla at your girl. I'll let you take a peek. If you want some Keep It Weird merch, head over to our Etsy page, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Keep It Weird podcast. We have shirts and hoodies and bags and buttons and magnets and patches and that's it. That's all. And they're so cute. <laughs> And they're very cute. Very. Mm -hmm. Natalie, what's our sign off this week? Oh, God. I don't know. Because as soon as we started the episode, I was like, shit, that's my job. Mm -hmm. It was one of my jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like it's, I mean, 
I feel like it should be like some big like Italian man going oh like oh, I'm I'm oh, really bad a spicy at the voice. The bar. <laughs> <laughs> a bon a spicy meatball. Yeah. A spicy pepperoni. <laughs> I keep it the weird. I keep it the like weird. Uh, like, um, bon appetit. Delish. <laughs> a spaghetti. Delish. <laughs> A spaghetti. A spaghetti. A rigatoni. <laughs> that one's just saying random. Yes, we yeah. are. Yeah, we've gone off the breakfast. rails. Just like say it <laughs> in like... off the rails a little bit. <laughs> and to keep it a weird. And keep it a weird. <laughs> We're so dumb. I'm anti-DJ. That's for my weddings. stance. Anti-DJ. Anti-DJ. Anti-D- for just all for weddings life. and events. No, just Anti-DJ. for all, all of them. Not a fan.